Hello. Hey, folks. Welcome to 2023 with Alan and Son. Yes, uh, we're no longer at KSCO, but we're still broadcasting or webcasting or podcasting, whatever you want to call it at this point in time. Yeah, for all of our friends who like to listen to the show from our DrFutureShow.com archive, we thought we'd give you a little taste of the future now, which is where we're going next. And part of the future has been these storms. We just came through. Yeah, 2023 started off with a bang. Yeah. Oh Literally. Our our house got banged up pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we weren't at our regular home. We were at our family beach house during this last storm of uh, January 5th. And 2020 hindsight, we thought if it was a bad storm, we would be able to weather it. We have been there through many storms. Uh, there have been times when members of our family have lived in that beach house all year round, even though it's right on the beach, right across the street from the sand. And yet, this time was, was a sobering experience. The old timers remember the storm of 1982. That is roughly comparable to this one where our street was completely flooded. And we were doing pretty well up until a rogue wave hit us about an hour and a half after high tide. We thought we were already past the most scary part at high tide. But no, at 10.05 a.m. on Thursday, January 5th, we got hit by uh, some kind of confluence of waves, creating a large one. At a well, speaking one. of confluence of forces, yeah. okay, we're talking January 5th here, mm-hmm. Thursday, January 5th, right. and it turns out that it was a full moon, it was a high tide, the highest tide of the whole month. It was a storm, and it was also perihelion. Perihelion. Perihelion, yes. Ooh. The Earth is closer to the sun than at any other time in our orbit. And uh, all of those forces, even at high tide, we thought we had dodged the bullet because 8.30 in the morning we got up and we saw... What had been done by then? And first thing that we noticed was that a log had crushed our garage and had wedged itself under the garage, that it had knocked the garage off its tracks and had flooded the garage with a whole bunch of foam, had knocked over the bikes. Everything was just covered in In this sand and water sandy foamy mess including our e-bikes right it was looking like it was not going to be any fun to clean up and of course we can't open the garage so now we have to walk around all bent out of shape talk about being bent out of shape yeah that door was definitely yeah but there was no problem in terms of the house we hadn't had any waves actually make it under the door right well, there was a high tide moment where a little bit of water got in. You were able to get that pretty quickly with a right. couple of rags. Right. Again, this was about 9 o'clock. So yeah. this was about a half hour after high tide. When we already thought we were home free, we got a big wave that put some water, and the water leaked in through the door, and we watched it leak through the door. It was quite impressive. It was like a fountain coming through the crack in the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I grabbed a bunch of rags and did my little dance, you know, with so the... So cute. I 
put the rags down on the floor and then danced to clean up the mess. My stepmom says she's done that dance too. She recognized that mopping up the floor dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we had been at the beach house years ago during a storm and we had had much worse waves that had brought debris in even further in the kitchen. Right. We'd had a bigger puddle in the kitchen in the past. So here we are thinking, okay, all we have to do is wait for the flood water to recede. If we wait until low tide or sometime between high tide and low tide when there's no longer flooded roads, yeah. we'll be able to take our cars and drive out of here. And that was our plan at that time. Right, right. However, however, nature had a different plan for us. <laughs> and about 10.05, I thought we were, as I mentioned earlier, we were through the worst of it. And I was about to fix breakfast. Yeah. I was getting some, some eggs, eggs and yeah. stuff. And mm-hmm. we had power. We had, life was fairly normal, except for the how close the ocean sounded. So me and my infinite wisdom decided to go out and check on the water levels and go out there and my camera and me take a picture too. And <laughs> just as I walked out and I was uh, about to reach the road, this huge wave comes over the top of the railing, the railing along adjacent to the sidewalk uh, along the, the It really uh, beach. took you by surprise. It completely surprised me. I had about two seconds to run Back inside, inside, (laughs) slam the door shut. And just before I could throw the deadlock, boom, I got hit by a force that was, I don't know, I guess it's like a baseball bat hitting a ball. It just whacked me across the room, moved the door fully open and allowed water to pour in. It was up to my, at least my waist high, just pouring in. Sun's looking over from her eggs aghast. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you what it looked like from my corner of the kitchen, which is on the other side of the room from the door kitty corner. And I'm standing there frying an egg. And I look because I hear the door open or close or whatever. I just know I'm hearing something. And what I see is a wall of water that is higher than Alan's belt loops. And it is pushing through the door it knocks him over and it fills the house with water it fills the entire bottom floor with water it was water. unbelievable how fast it happened too. yeah oh, it wow. washed in all of this ice plant you know several islands of ice plant made it all the way through the kitchen to the far corner <laughs> i uh, ended up opening up the back door to try and let the water out sooner only to find that the entire backyard was flooded yeah, that's our neighbors had a driveway that went around to their backyard. And for those of you who haven't been here, there's a, there's a big cliff. There's our backyard and then there's a cliff. And our neighbors are the same way. And so the water came into their backyard from this huge wave and then pushed up against the cliff. And then, and then that wave reversed direction and headed right into their house. And it destroyed. They have a kind of an unusual setup where they had a garage door opener as a wall in their backyard so that they could open up their living room area, their dining room area, and sort of have nice outdoor parties with the wall gone. So this was a garage door. And the force of the flood water that came into their backyard and washed back from the cliff 
took out that garage door, went into their living room, turned over all of the furniture in their living room, washed a huge log into their kitchen, and just made a mess. And, and for it, good measure, for good measure, their plate glass window in the front of the house and their door were forced open. By this way, yeah. By the same way. Yeah, and it also pushed some of the fencing that is dividing their house and our house was missing after this wave. Yeah, so, so one big backyard. <laughs> yeah, so the water flooded both of our backyards, took out the fence, and what we didn't know at the time but found out later, this wave had not only flooded the house, this wave had gone into the garage area and had picked up both our cars that we had parked there thinking that that was safer than out in front of the house. Now, they were in front of the house during high tide, but we were thinking that maybe they'd be well, a the little safer if they were further away. The driveway to the So right we, of the we parked them up by the garage, and this wave came in, picked up our two cars, slammed one of them into the other, slammed the, the, the CRV, slammed into the Volvo, the Volvo sw slammed into the wall, the CRV harmed our neighbor's garage Whoa. door uh, yeah. and this wave sloshed into the garage again where i had already been cleaning up i'd unplugged things i'd taken the bikes out so i could hose them off and this wave sloshed into the garage and turned over the refrigerator yeah just a whole huge refrigerator just uh, like it was nothing like it was nothing yeah and it kept coming. You know, the wave wasn't just a small little wave. It just, it was like a surge, like um, like a tsunami, only not as long as a tsunami. I think that's why you were so surprised because, yeah. you know, I'd taken a walk out about an hour earlier. So there was like two hours between high tide and when this rogue wave happened. Yeah. And I'd taken a walk out and you had just gone out and it had been relatively calm. I mean, the tide was receding. The floodwaters were going down. There were still a few big waves that would yeah. come all the way up to the house, but we had lost our fear right. that something bad was going to happen yeah. until this wave came in. And you got to tell them about the surveillance camera. Oh, yes, yes. And, uh, it was all caught on the surveillance camera. We have a little Nest camera covering our front door and the view of the ocean. It showed me coming out, holding my 360 camera high, looking around... Walking out gingerly out to the road. And there's a wave coming up the beach as yeah. it has been for the last half hour. Waves have been pounding the beach. Yeah, and I just can't see much of the beach at that point. But I well, enough so that I saw when the wave broke over the railing and onto the street. It was huge. That's when it got your attention. That's what got my attention. I turned and ran, turned tail and ran as fast as I could. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's a funny moment on the on the camera. You can see it. It's funny because morning. nothing bad happened. I mean, at the yeah. time, it could have been much worse. Yeah. Well, it, could have a, been, it could have pinned you to the wall or what happened yeah, well, to our neighbor. Happened, uh, as somebody was walking by one of the neighbor's house and the wave caught them and threw them through their picture window into the living room of, of someone's house. Uh, and here they are underwater with glass and sand and furniture. Uh, from this rain and furniture. And uh, they got shipped to the hospital. Yeah, they went to the hospital because of that, the shock. Of and, that. Although we did talk to them a couple of days later, and you they were know, okay. they, yeah, 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 they they recovered. <laughs> uh, another neighbor's house was picked up off of its, of its uh, foundation, which was uh, poles. You know, it was a beach-based foundation on uh, poles, 
and just lift it up and then drop down on the street. <laughs> 20 feet further towards the ocean. Yeah. Just it was, it taken out smooth, to sea. <laughs> a smooth breakdown, a smooth landing, and not a, a dish broke in the house. Not a dish broke? <laughs> no, yeah. Whatever. Just a relocation. <laughs> Oceanfront but, property. You never know when it's going to move 20 yeah. feet closer to the ocean. So nature's engineers did a good job on moving it. Uh, sadly, our human engineers said no way they're going to get it back, and the place was demolished. Yeah, that, that, that house that has house, been yeah. demolished since then. Yeah, yeah and it, it's just been uh, on and off rain and flooding. There's been more flooding, but there haven't been any more of those terrible tides. The rogue wave that we had was the worst of the terrible tides. So in ter context of the future, is this likely to continue this kind of weather? Well, stay tuned. Nature yeah. has her ways. She's not here to be predictable. Yeah, we're planning to do a big story on weather and climate change and looking at all the factors involved and seeing what's really going on from our future now point of view. But from our point of view, as people who have a family that has had a beach house at Aptos Beach Drive for the last... Well, 80 30 years, years 80, 30 years from, from 80 for years. us, for me, anyway. And 30 years just there, for right? our generation. Yeah. This is the worst damage we've ever sustained, and it hasn't been even close to this bad since the 80s. But it was bad in the 80s, and things like this do happen. There are freak occurrences. If this it happens like every 40 wave. years, we could put up with it. But if it happens again, we're in trouble. Anyway, we, uh, we put... Um, Plywood up on all the windows. Yeah, putting the uh, closing the barn door after the horse escaped. From Therese, your your baby sister. Yes, yes. Yeah. Therese is she's so good. She's she's so caring. And her first concern on the phone was make sure everyone's safe. And she was so grateful that we were there because oh, we didn't even talk about this when. Uh, after this big wave went through the house, we were smelling an electrical fire. You were completely worried that the house was on fire somewhere. I could smell it. You really could, I could smell electrical. it. Yeah. We went and turned off the house power. We went and made sure everything low to the ground was unplugged. And we learned later that it was the refrigerator mm -hmm. caught fire from the short circuit of the wave. Yes. I think Trace figured that out. Yeah. and um, So I unplugged it and... And uh, power is kind of back on at the beach house. Our little Nest Cam is uh, busy. Yeah, we again can and... monitor PG&E by our Nest Cam because it goes off when they shut off the power. It goes on when they turn on the power. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have do. a record. Yeah, we, it also monitors our bandwidth. Um, here at the house, our bandwidth went down last night. And the cams went down. Hey. So it's either power or bandwidth for, for those things. <laughs> now you're talking about our house at Boulder Creek. Yeah, right here. Yeah, right. Which is where we came home to more of a disaster up here. Yeah, not to complicate you know. the story or anything, but yeah, no, not to. You know, we've got mountain house and we've got beach house. So the story we've been telling you is about the beach house. We didn't even mention that our two cars are just tragic. <laughs> yeah, the CRV is still at the beach because it wouldn't start. And surprise, surprise, AAA will not move anything that's on a closed road and we are on a closed road and it's so closed because be of touched. flooding it's closed because of continued rain and flooding warnings and it's closed because there is probably about more than a foot of wet sand that has been deposited by the storm all the way up to the garage mm. right 
there's still about a foot of sand in the garage and I had a I had a new uh, battery for my uh, e-bike I had recently bought and it was just finished being charged and it's buried in that sand somewhere now I'm hoping <laughs> may, against hope that maybe it oh, still yeah, works. Oh yeah, right. After it's been buried in the wet sand for a week. I don't think so. Teslas many. that were buried in the salt water off of the some of the Miami storms this last year uh, ended up just spontaneously catching on fire. Oh, uh oh. So better find that battery. battery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here Jeez. we aborted the refrigerator fire only to have a, uh, a bicycle battery fire instead. Bicycle time bomb battery. Well, if it yeah. is buried under a foot yeah. of sand, it's relatively okay. safe. Yeah, it's, uh, that's what I'm thinking. It's pretty wet in there. We looked for it. We uh, couldn't yeah, find we tried. it. <laughs> what else? So up here in the mountains, um, it's a different story. There's not sand and water. There's mudslides and trees falling down. That's right. We traded one disaster for another. And we had our glass table, which flew in the air and dropped and shattered into a thousand pieces. Mm. Uh, the hardest part was probably the high, the fact that uh, the mudslides have closed down the main artery that gets into Boulder Creek for us, Highway 9. And it's shut down for an indeterminate amount of time. We'll see that if we can... Get out even. Although I have to commend our emergency crew. Uh, the PG&E people have been dealing with the power outages heroically, getting on it as fast as they could despite the continued bad weather. The road crews are very good about getting the mud out of the road and clearing the, the boulders and getting these roads open again. And in terms of the private roads up here, we live off of a private road and... The good news there is that our neighbors have heavy equipment and are not afraid to use it. <laughs> yeah. When you move to Boulder Creek, <laughs> yeah. the, the locals here welcome you with very appropriate gifts. Our dear friend, J.J. Webb, when we first moved to Boulder Creek, he gifted us with a chainsaw as, as a welcome to the neighborhood. Well, it's kind of the thing you have to have when yeah. you live up here. Well, and not only that, you need to have a chipper, you need to have a log splitter, you need to have, uh, what else? <laughs> generator helps. Oh, yeah, generator, because we're off the grid. Yeah. Oh, you didn't even, even mention the, the wind. You talked about the glass table, which was a surprise, because that glass table has been up there for 20 years, yeah. and it has yeah, never been never a problem. We like figured this. that the weight of it was just, you know. Too heavy. In, yeah. yeah, that it couldn't be moved, right. and it hasn't in the past. No. But um, the uh, this wind was so fierce, it took one of our solar panels out, and it flipped it on another solar panel, and they broke. Smashed it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice 250-watt panel. Very yeah. sad. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to be limping along here, counting our blessings for a while, and fixing up what we can. You know, it's interesting, though. Uh, we... We have had um, some success with uh, internet backup. We have a Starlink, a Starlink RV unit, which gives you bandwidth from low Earth orbit, thanks to SpaceX's and Elon Musk's Starlink. And that's working pretty well. And uh, the, our etheric networks was only out for about six hours, and it's back up again. Now, people have been out with power in town for, like I think Bruce Damer was saying, he was out for four days with no PG&E electric power. So the grid seems to be the weakest link in the mountains in terms of utilities. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's so interesting what a long way we've come. Because when we first moved here in 2004, we were coming from the city. We lived in the Bay Area. Our challenge to ourselves was we wanted to be able to work from home, which means that we needed to cover having enough power to run our machines, our lights, our computers, our, our home studio. And we needed to have enough bandwidth to stay connected to the Internet. Right. And so from 2004 until now, we have steadily increased our capacity in those two areas. And, of course, if you were listening to Dr. Future's show on mm-hmm. KSEO over the last 12 years, you heard our journey. And Etheric Networks, of course, was a big part of that because we had line of sight to Loma Prieta. So we were able to have a great bandwidth. bandwidth, which is fantastic. Yeah. And of course, as soon as satellite bandwidth was available through Starlink, we jumped on board with that too. That's uh, gave us uh, content continuity in our connection now. And we have enjoyed providing our own power through our solar panels with generator backup all these years so that we've been kind of oblivious to what's going on with PG&E in the grid. Yeah. And and it's a good idea to have a good generator, not just a cheap. For most people who think about solar power, there's a difference between what we have, which is off the grid, yeah. versus what PG&E was advocating for people, which is a grid tie system. And apparently the big difference is batteries, because we store our own solar power when we're not using it in batteries, and then it's available for us when the sun's not shining. Yeah, batteries are good. <laughs> nice to have batteries. And the, I, what I found out fairly recently was that the solar panels are slightly different when you are charging batteries. Now that the grid tie panels that we had got ruined, <laughs> we didn't even realize there was a difference. Turns out the grid tie panels got ruined, but we were using them for off the grid anyway. <laughs> yeah, but less efficiently than they could have been if we had... You know, Live and learn. Live and learn. Yeah, lots of details. Thanks to our buddy Carl Reuter of um, his solar company. That's right. Carl has kept us uh, alive all these years in yeah. helping us upgrade our solar panels, our batteries, our electrical uh, wires. He's, all that good stuff. Yes. And the other thing is we've been getting a lots of calls from our friends all wanting wow. to know what the story is. And I'll tell you, it takes a fair amount of time to say the story a uh, hundred times. So that's why we're recording it here, so that those of you who haven't called us and ask us what's going on, you can listen to this. Yeah, it might seem a little redundant if you talked to us recently, but we wanted to capture it while it's still pretty yeah, fresh. Yeah, a lot of our time has been talking to friends. <laughs> but a lot of our time yeah. has been feeling the blessings uh, that are flowing. That's the great We've had so it. many people offering to help. We've had so many people showing up with different things that make the situation better, food, uh, tools, willingness to come and inspect the wires. On and on, yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty cool. We had people helping us screw in the wood for the panels that we put on the house. Right, right, right. right. So it's looking good. I think we're through the worst of it, fingers crossed. And we're going to get on to what we do next. And we've had several opportunities been offered to us for our show. One of the local uh, radio stations, K-Squid, has asked for a proposal from us if we want to put something there. And that's a nonprofit station. Rosie Rosemary, who did the morning show on KSEO, has her own, started her own internet station in Capitola. The um, Santa Cruz Voice. Santa Cruz Voice. And she's offered us a place there. 
MZs offered us a place back at KSEO if we want to pay for it. <laughs> so we have a few options, and that's something we're contemplating. We're also, you know, because we are so heavily involved with other forms of media besides radio, like video, we're looking at how to do video and audio shows and looking at what the best way to get our talents out there next. So that's something we're contemplating this month, and we hopefully will have something to share with you by the end of the month. Meanwhile, I am editing a video of some of our storm adventures, including a bike ride, which takes you into the, the aftermath of the storm after the big rogue wave down our street and up to the cement boat. Uh, pretty fun. You can see the flooding and the, the destruction that went on there. And our, our good buddy Baron uh, is our co-host on that little journey. Uh, so that'll be coming out probably later today. All right, folks. Well, happy 2023. It certainly started off in a very exciting way for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this yeah. is what we're calling the future now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, hopefully to be uh, more cheerful for me. You know, it's been well, we're, intense. I, we stay cheerful no matter what. You especially. You're really good at it. What choice do you have? The universe is temporary. Don't waste <laughs> a minute of it fretting. Yeah. Just look at your best options and make your life the best life you can have. Well, thanks for reminding me, Mrs. Future. That's my job. So thank you all for listening, and we'll be back soon. Bye for now.